What's good, man? It's the pod killer, man. What up to all? What up with y'all? On Sunday, Sunday evening, or whatever. You know, I'm doing this late episode. I don't gotta work tomorrow. Motherfucking, you know. I've been working like a motherfucker all week, whatever. And I took a nap earlier, so I'm up right now. I'm gonna be up for a minute. But um, this segment is about motherfucking. Was it harder to sell records? Was it easier to sell records than it is now? And I debate. I had a debate with somebody at work. The other night about that, and this fool said it was it was easier back then to purchase and sell records back then. And I don't agree with him. I think it was a little bit easier to sell records because people never seen you know the material people was releasing back then. But still, I think it's easier now because we got. I think it's, these fools should be selling more records now because the streams these dudes be getting. Millions and millions of streams and, you know, they should be selling way more records when they don't. And the second part of the argument, he said Bad and Bougie, the song from Amigos, was bigger than any song that the Lots ever came out with. And I disagree with him with that. Bad and Bougie sold, what, I looked it up, 400, I mean, it's not 400, 4 million units, whatever, just a single along and a culture one album. Sold a million copies, which is dope. But the Lot's first album, that shit was multi-platinum. And and they had multiple hits on that first album. Money, Power, Respect. Ride or Die, Chick. If You Think I'm Jiggy. And them shits all went multi-platinum by themselves. And I'm like, bro, like, you quit. And you, and the dude older than me. Like, you know, he a little older than me. So you should be, like, on your shit when it comes to this music shit. The way, you, the way you're trying to debate with me. And I think niggas be so quick to forget, like, oh, they, they, you know, be on our phones and shit a lot. Whatever, you know, if we see it on YouTube or not. That's the reason why these dudes should be selling more, because it's too much, it's too much streaming. The way the music shit is all streaming, and these dudes, you know, they stream from multiple fucking um, outlets. Spotify, Apple, Tidal, other miscellaneous shit, that Piff. So these dudes should be selling way more records. All we had back then was motherfucking record store called Strawberries, um, Circuit City. We had fucking um, little corner little spots, whatever. Like these dudes got everything. Like they should be selling millions and millions of records. What they don't, they projected, you know, first week sales be a hundred thousand. That shit, you couldn't do that back then. If you projected to sell a hundred thousand back then. They dropping your ass, shelfing your ass. And I try to let him know, but he, I'm like, the dude just stubborn a little bit. You know, that's the point of debating, whatever. And I just, you know, I shut him down. You know, he couldn't take it. But y'all let me know, like, do you think it was easier to purchase and sell records? And do you think Bad and Bougie song was bigger than any song that the Lots came out with? Which I don't think so. Like this right here that I'm playing in the background, Money Power Respect. This was crazy back then. This shit sold so much records right here just by having X on it. Off rip. You it's two million X when X on it. Then you got Lil' Kim. Lil' Kim was on her shit. Like, come on man, these dudes be forgetting so much shit. Like I think it was more just a little bit more easier to sell records because, you know, 
everybody wanted to buy this shit, but that's like a toss-up with me, but like, y'all let me know, like, do you think it was easier, or do you think it was harder to sell records back then, or do you think it's easier now to sell records, or do you think it's harder now to sell records, and, you know, the bad and bougie, whatever, y'all let me know, man, I just had to get that off my chest, because, you know, this fool was talking about some other shit, man, I didn't want to hear it, man, was talking crazy, I'm like, man, was talking crazy. Word. And I got some news for for y'all too. Um, you know, on the other episode, I mentioned Couch Money. Those are my niggas and shit. You know, my boy Voice of Reason, Reason, my boy Quinn, my boy Lou. Couch Money, that shit lit. Go look it up on SoundCloud and shit. Shit funny as hell. These dudes crazy, but they doing a spinoff or whatever. And I'm trying to I'm trying to be a part of that. I spoke to one person, and I'm like I'm, I'm with it. Like I'm with it. Like, so y'all look for, you know, y'all, I got some shit brewing up for y'all, so, you know, there's gonna be a spinoff, I'm gonna be lit, there's two other dudes I'm, that's gonna be co-hosting, I'll be co-hosting with, if it go through, whatever, like, so I got some shit working, like I said, so, you know, you know y'all be patient with me, if you wanna see other, you know, other shit from me, you know, Coexisting with um, people and shit. These not people that I just met. Like these dudes I've been knowing forever, or whatever. But they got shit popping right now for themselves in the podcast, podcast world, whatever. And you know, but y'all hit me up on that that little topic, whatever. Like y'all hit me up with that man. It's your boy man, the pod killer man. You know I'm a little sauce too. I don't know y'all can tell. You know, I'm stuttering over this shit a little bit, but you know I'm putting this out. No editing, no motherfucking nothing, no restarting it. And that shit, but y'all, man, y'all let me know, man. It's your boy, man, the pod killer. Fuck with me. Shoot. What's up, pod killer? This melanated rich convo coming to your page by shout out from the guru Lupus Warrior. Uh, yeah, she sent me over to check you out, so I said, Let me check this man out. Then I seen. The podcast talking about Migos in the locks or locks and Migos. And I listened to what you had to say about selling records. I mean, the person that told you that it's easier to sell records back in the day versus today. I'm thinking the first thing, if a person would have told me that, I would have looked at them and tried to guess their age, like thinking maybe... When the locks was popping, they were teeny boppers. You know what I'm saying? They might have been 18, 16, 15. Or I'm thinking 13 and down, 14 and down. I'm thinking they were about 14 and under when the locks was coming up doing their thing. Because if anybody thinks that it was easier selling records back in the day versus today they have very limited knowledge at best of hip-hop in the early 2000 prior to 2000 prior to 2002 you know internet version and all that because even rappers nowadays say it's way easier to to sell nowadays versus back in the day via what you said the streaming, 
you know, in the YouTube because anybody can be their own boss. They just got to get a beat machine. So many people is making beats nowadays. You know what I'm saying? So you can grab an instrumental off of YouTube and just rap it and send it out there. And if you're good, they're going to pick you up, sort of thing. You know, anyway, you can get it. But back in the day, you had to get a, um, you had to get on somehow, some way in the struggle of that. You had to rap on the side of the street, look up, stand outside waiting on your favorite rapper or the hottest rapper to come out. Then you got to rap in front of them or, or you got to, you know what I'm saying, send them your demo and hopefully they can listen to it out of the thousand demos they got on CD or on tape. You know what I mean? You have to physically get out there and grit and grind to get your stu- your money for your studio time. You have to work with certain, excuse me, DJs. You know what I mean? That was popping. You had to give your CD to a DJ if you was able to get into some kind of somebody's studio, either it's in a basement or you run across somebody doing their thing. You had to physically take your demo and pay the DJ in order for him to play it. You may pay him, and he might not play it that night, but he might tell you, I'm going to play it next week. You have to do your best to try to get to a record label. What you know you weren't gonna get no, you may not get no deal, or you may not get no money out the deal. You know what I'm saying? It's for a person to say they that it's easier back in the day. That wasn't easy. You had to really have a rap. You had to really have. You had to really rap about what you was talking about. You had to have street cred. You had to, you know, probably had a rap sheet depending on what you was rapping about, and you couldn't be on the street. Rapping no bubblegum pop shit. You could be rapping about you taking all these drugs. Because motherfuckers are like, you's a crackhead. Get out of here with that. Miss me with that. Get this ball. Get this bag. You know what I'm saying? So nowadays the game done changed, watered it down. We seen the movies. You know what I'm saying? The bubblegum, people ain't got no rap sheet in the first. You know what I'm saying? I mean, think about it. People were snatching people's chains on the street, robbing people's cars. And you finna talk about you doing that and don't nobody know you doing it. For one, you ain't gonna get you ain't gonna be able to perform if you ain't about that life you rapping about. Because the people from where you from or where you finna go, they gonna see it off top and they gonna snatch your chain. They might catch you out there and whoop you down. The DJ ain't fucking with you. Cause he know he finna get probably chased out of town for playing your whack ass this cause you ain't got no street camp cred. You ain't did nothing but went to school to make straight A's. Now you wanna be a drug dealer rapper. Come on, man. Take one of these kids and put them in the 90s. And they talking about popping Zans, popping Perk. Come on, man. Ain't nobody ain't nobody with that. Ain't nobody honoring that old school. I mean, that that right there back in the day. You know what I mean? Now, when weed came about and then you got the ecstasy came about and all the other drugs started coming about transitioning over time, then, you know what I'm saying, it was popular to talk about drugs you taking. But nobody, it was a fiend. It was a bopper if you was taking anything, smoking smoking anything other than weed, drinking anything other than alcohol and beer. So, and rapping about stuff you ain't did or rapping somebody else's life. Come on, man. That that cat was prehistoric. He, that was a young that was a young guy. That was a young guy that said that to you. Yo, 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 this is Melanie Rich hitting you back up and chiming in on if the locks or the bad and bougie, or the lock song, or the soul more. It kind of goes back to the different genres. You know what I'm saying? Like I was saying, like bad and bougie, 
got a projection date or, or so many hits, but you know what I mean? The lock shit came with credit and background, like Bougie, Bad and Bougie come off a of hella good beats. They from Atlanta, which Atlanta is popping, and they say they sold a lot of drugs, and they say they Bad and Bougie come off they back-in-the-day shit, Bougie shit. If a motherfucker would have said Bougie back in the 80s and 90s, man, ain't nobody finna listen to that shit off top. Just eat. If it ain't no female rapping talking about Bad and Bougie, niggas ain't finna honor that shit. Nobody finna pick that up. You know what I mean? Like like I said, how can it say it, it sell more than the locks? You know what I'm saying? The locks time period for the simple. The locks would have had to, you know what I mean, really get some distributing around them in the street cred and just the name Money Power Respect. People gonna wanna hear that. You know what I'm saying? Like the streets gonna have to solidify, certify that. Before the industry gonna be like, okay, now we gonna push it because we can play that in the club a lot. You know what I mean? And now it's like, yeah, we know this beat, this type of beat, this type of, you know, they do the analytics on shit to the to the depth, so they know what it's gonna say off the name, you know, off the glitz and glam. But it was back in the day, it was the hard work, like the real street cred with, with the people in New York and the street level, the radio DJs, the, you know what I mean, who they listening to in the streets, vouching for Lil' Kim and, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. Yeah, they came on the bad boy, big label and, and, and all that. And, and Biggie and Bad and Bougie just kind of come off they self, but they got industry machines, computers, analytics. You know what I'm saying? They, they breaking this shit down to a science compared to back in the day, it was just real rough and rugged. And, like I said, it's still banging, you know what I'm saying, hard, you know what I'm saying, to this day. Now, this Bad and Bougie, hold, it holds some ground in the new era, but if you want to take this Bad and Bougie song and take it back in the day and just drop it down back in the day, will it sell? I don't think so. I don't think it'll sell as much.